It's been a year and now we're older. We've learned a lot from our lovely listeners. Thanks for tuning in today. Even if you don't stay, let's have a hard conversation on Gender Z. Welcome to Gender Z. I'm Bren Bartal. And I'm Michelle Leong. And today, we're going to talk about catcalling. Yay, fun. Yeah, it's a conversation that needs to be had, and it doesn't mean we're necessarily... Begging is not the correct word. We're not exactly excited to have it, because we're going to be uh, dipping into our jar of personal experiences. Um, And before we even start, I would like to preface this and say, we are both minors. Which adds a layer of disgusting to this. We are both minors. Yeah, that makes the degree of everything just slightly worse, you know? Yeah. And and when I think of minors and, you know, catcalling and harassment, it makes me think of immediately Matt Gates, the Florida representative who is currently being investigated by the FBI for sex trafficking of a minor. Yes, that's a thing. Basically, I think a lot of people forget, like, this stuff actually happens. Because mm-hmm. catcalling is a form of harassment. I don't want... I No, I, nobody wants it. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's not attractive. It's gross. It's gross. It's, it's scary. really gross depending on where you are and it's just it's just it's no it makes you feel it makes us feel so gross and it's inappropriate and it's not attractive and you if you think you're gonna pick up a girl by catcalling them oh my gosh you are an idiot it's it's like disgusting on another level like it makes you want to throw up Mm -hmm. that kind of disgusting Mm -hmm. and with you and i since we're both minors it's pedophilic. Another level of disgust, really. So, mm-hmm. I will say, with a mask, it does mask my age, because I'm about the height and build of a young adult woman, even though I'm not a woman. Um, but it's just like, even without, the, like, it still doesn't make it okay. And without masks, it's still clear to see when people are not adults like 16 year olds do not look like adults we don't it's just we don't (laughs) maybe we used to but we don't (laughs) anymore so like it's just gross yeah and like so many people forget that this stuff happens on like a daily basis and it can be like the smallest thing Mm -hmm. in the world it could be the smallest like thing really um yeah and some of it's like super passive um like there's some that are like aren't intended but it's you know it's still not okay um there's a Mm -hmm. ton of that stuff and yeah and i don't think people realize too like just how scary it is because you could perfectly ignore them and that could set Mm -hmm. them off and it's honestly quite dangerous at times because there are people who if you don't respond to them or even if or if you do respond to them they will go off and they'll try to hurt you like 
Yeah, there's a lot of things that, like, can escalate just, you know, with the response and the time being, really, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's dip into our personal jar. Michelle, would you would you like to start? Um, well, you might not want to start, but would you be I mean, willing to okay, start? Sure. <laughs> um, this isn't necessarily like catcalling but it's like harassment it's passive harassment here's an example i was in vegas and i was standing in line to get pizza with my dad and i was wearing something that kind of like exposed like a little bit of like just just exposed no 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 not not just boobage (laughs) just like exposed me like a little bit you know like you could see my skin Made it clear. <laughs> oh my god. Could they see your soul, your shoulder? I shouldn't joke. That. Sorry. But that's such a stupid thing. It's really yeah. sometimes. I was wearing a tank top. Like, that showed a little bit of cleavage and, like, all that stuff. Um, and I was wearing shorts. I don't know, um, like... But here's the thing, too, is is before you even continue, you're with your dad. Yeah. That's another level yeah, yeah. of gross. I'm with my dad because he's, like, paying for the pizza. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, totally makes sense that you're with your dad, but the fact that it yep. happens while mm-hmm. you're with your dad. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, like, my dad and I are both wearing masks. You know, we're like just in line, you know, trying to get our pizza. And I kid you not, the guy who's next to me has a girlfriend. Like, that is his girlfriend, period. Like, she's like, hey, babe, you want like this and all that. Like, yeah. But he was standing next to me. And. I didn't notice this, but he was looking down at, like, looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that, but my dad was the one who told me. I know, which was really, it was really awkward. My dad told me that because he was like, I know for sure he was looking at you because he just kept, he was, like, staring. And I was like, oh, crap. But I didn't notice that, like, at all. Like, he's way taller than me. He's, like, six foot something. I'm, like, average five, four, maybe. I don't know. But You're taller than that. Five, five? No, I'm not. I, like, stopped growing. <laughs> I've oh, no. <laughs> I literally stopped growing. But, like, I'm, I kid you not, he was staring, and my dad was, like, really certain. He was, like, that dude was literally looking at you. Like, literally looking at you. Gross. And here's a weird thing, too. Well, it's not weird. I don't know why I said weird. But here's an interesting thing, too, is you're not, like, super large-chested. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, first of all, I'm Asian. We have small boobs. We we barely have <laughs> cleavage. Like, I'm just going to be honest here, you know. We don't have big chimichangas, you know. Chimichangas. <laughs> I'm like, you know, we're small-chested people. I'm, like... I would have never expected to be, like, a target or, like, just mm-hmm. something for, to, for someone to look at. Like, really. I was just standing there trying to get pizza. I'm like, leave me alone. Um, but, yeah, that's, like, a form of, like, passive passiveness, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he shouldn't be doing that, first of all. And No. Yeah. It was really awkward, and I really wish that my dad, like, told me, like, right then and there. So that I could have called him out and, like, all that stuff. Because there were a lot of people around us, like. Yeah, so, and there's mm-hmm. safety in numbers. Yeah, 
So, like, I would have 100% called them out. Because yeah. there's so many people. Like, Ugh. I know. I know. Ugh. That's, yeah. Ugh. That was the most recent one I could think of. That was, like, what? A few months ago? Mm. Yeah. Gross. Ooh. Yeah. It happens a lot more than anyone thinks, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll chime in with my uh, story I have now. I was at a strip mall which has this fantastic, just fantastic sandwich shop. Okay, first of all, why are we all, like, getting food when this happens? I know, right? <laughs> but it's like, it was, I love this shop. It has great produce, great fresh bat- bread. It's like a better version of, of Subway. It's definitely better than Chick-fil-A because it doesn't support homophobic and transphobic rhetoric. And it's a local business. Oh, it's just so good. And the workers there are so nice. And I feel so bad because they wear masks. I wear my mask. There's plexiglass between me and them. So they're trying to talk to me and I'm trying to talk back. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Apparently my hearing's really bad today because I have no idea what you just said. That's not related at all. I just thought I'd share. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it's in like a strip mall. Um, and it's, I guess, not the most... Pers- pers- pristine strip mall but like strip malls aren't that pristine um but it's it's in a nice ish area it's on a pretty like busy road um but it's in a pretty nice area um but the strip mall is one of those strip malls that has like you know the strip malls that you'll pass that has like a gun shop and then an alcohol shop and then a vape shop like all next to each other oh yeah it's kind of like that, except it doesn't have a gun shop. Um, it, it had a smoke shop. It has a vape shop. There's a tattoo parlor. Um, I don't I, I don't really categorize that, though, because there are plenty of people with tattoos who aren't, like, seedy. Um, but I don't <laughs> know. Uh, and there was this guy who was walking in front of me who went into the shop. And clearly somebody he knew who just came out of the shop and they yelled something at each other. I don't know what, but it kind of scared me because it was very quiet. And then it was like loud yelling at my friend. And I was like, oh, okay, hi. (laughs) Um, So that kind of put me a little on edge just because I wasn't expecting that large of a volume of a guy that was like right in front of me. And then um, I was just walking towards the sandwich shop. And I think I... I don't have a lot of experience with catcalling because I wear pretty androgynous clothing and I also wear pretty baggy clothing and I'm like always wearing a sweatshirt typically. So sometimes my gender is a little harder to, uh, to discern. And also like, I think because I really don't look that good like that, hopefully people are like, ah, yeah, nah, that's not my target. And it's sad that I have to think about it like that, you know? Um, but I'm, I'm walking to the sandwich shop after I was a little startled by this guy and his friend yelling at each other. And then there's this dude, and at that point, I'm alone on the sidewalk. Like, there's cars in the parking lot, and there's people in the stores, but I'm alone on the sidewalk. And this guy who's behind a car, which I'm very glad he was behind a car, so there was a whole car length between me and him, um, goes like, ooh, I know you'll have a good day, honey. And I was like... What? 
And at first I was confused because I thought he was talking to somebody else. So I looked around and then it became apparent that he was like looking straight at me. Um, and it's hot and it's was summer. So I was wearing a tank top that really is very actually quite covering. Um, but I wasn't wearing a bra because bras suck. And so it was clear that I did have boobs. Um, and my immediate thought besides disgusting, I want to vomit was at least he perceived me as a cis woman rather than a trans person. And I think that's even sadder. Um, Because that was an immediate thought. I didn't, like, I just, it immediately came to my mind because being trans, as wonderful as it is, is also very dangerous. Um, And while I would rather be perceived as a trans person, because I am a trans person, in that moment I was really glad that he misgendered me. um, Because... The thing is, like, half the businesses in the strip mall were closed at the time. There was only, like, the the tattoo parlor and, like, the sandwich shop and whether the restaurant opened. And while there were cars in the parking lot, there was no one else in the parking lot. And I was alone with him. And that's really unsettling and scary. And... You know, I have no idea what he thought about trans people, so being misgendered as a cis woman gave me an extra layer of safety, even though being catcalled as a cis woman is still really scary. Yeah, and I'm glad that, like, nothing escalated from there. Like, nothing physical happened. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was I was close. I was able to just keep walking and get into the sandwich shop really quickly, um, and I don't think he went to follow me, but it just felt wrong. Like I, I physically wanted to vomit, and I was looking so forward to my sandwich, and then for like a half hour, I didn't eat my what sandwich. What the heck just happened? Like, like ugh. No, yeah, like, you just feel gross. Yeah, honestly, it's, like, disgust first. Like, you're, like, disgust, and then you're, like, angry that it happened. And then you're, like, sad. Mm -hmm. And then you're, like, more disgust. Yeah, Yeah, it's, like, all of those combined. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you, like, want to vomit, literally, Mm -hmm. because of that. Yeah. It's It's not not cute or attractive it's unsettling and it's scary and all it does is cement our archetype of you in our heads as a someone who's predatory and like you can't stop thinking about like what actually happened for like the entire day you're just like oh my god nope oh yeah and they don't of course they don't no you're just another person they hollered at. They never considered anything. They just like right then and there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I think it will be really interesting to ask those people 
Like, what would you do if your mom was catcalled? Or your sister? Or your daughter? Or your niece? Any female family member that you have, what would you do? Do you think it would be okay? I think that to some degree, like, I'm gonna have to say this to be honest, they really don't care. And that's the sad part. And, and, and that's, I think, another step of where you go after it happens is you don't even feel pity for them, but, like, they're so sad and disillusioned in their own attempts to be masculine because they attach their masculinity to sex that they are willing to forgo all human empathy and human decency just to cement that in their head. Yeah, like, I know for, for like, a fact, they literally have no consideration over anything. Like, they seriously don't care. No. Like, it's considered normal, Mm -hmm. like, to them to do that. And, you know, I think... Some people might ask, well, why why don't you talk back? You know, why don't you stand up for yourself? Well, in the situation where I was in, that's not safe. Because we were the only people in a parking lot. And, you know, I had no guarantee that the people in the shops would have helped me. You know, where Michelle was, she had safety in numbers, but at the same time, that's also somewhat dangerous because some people might actually side with the cat collar. So it's, and in all of it, if there is always a higher chance for us that if we talk back, we're more unsafe. Yep. Because there are plenty of people who cat call you who have been drinking have been doing drugs who don't really have anything to lose and they have no qualms about doing what they need to do to get you to do what they want. And it's scary. Yeah, so it's, yeah. I feel like, Everyone's like, oh, you should do this when, like, this happens. It's like, no, every situation is completely mm-hmm. different. Like, they may be alike, but, you know, your surroundings are different. Um, you don't know that person, or maybe you do know that person. Like, it's so many factors to, like, to think about. And you, you can't possibly, like, single out all of them during that situation because it happens, like, so fast, like, just like mm-hmm. that. And, like, you have, like, do I respond or do I not respond? Do I walk away? And, like, the first factor that usually crosses, you know, anyone's mind is, like, are there people around me to help if something happened? And would they help then if there are people? Would they help? Because it's just, it's, in that moment, it's not how do I stand up for myself. It's how do I survive? Oh, yeah. It's like it's like physical safety mm-hmm. at that point. It's like, can I, like, get out of here without, you know, being touched, being, like, anything? 
that kind of thing. Physical and sexual assault and harassment are far higher than anyone wants to admit. And a lot of times, it's it can stem from situations like that. And a lot of times, the woman isn't drunk, even though alcohol does not warrant that at all. Like Michelle and I, Michelle was with her dad. I was going to get dinner. I was completely sober and fine, and I, I was hungry, <laughs> but that's not a drug. Um, and, you know, I went from having a pretty good day and being excited about what I was going to eat for dinner to having my entire day ruined by one guy making me feel unsafe, vulnerable, and scared. Yeah, it's it's a lot more impactful than anyone thinks. Like it could like again, it could be like the smallest thing and it will just like stick in your head for like the rest of like the day and you're like, "Oh crap, that happened." Mhm. Yeah. And like there's nowhere to go. Like that's the sad, that's that's another hard part. Is you can't like we don't report it cuz nothing happens. Like, it's not an arrestable offense, and even if it was, that wouldn't that change wouldn't, That it. wouldn't change it that much. I mean, depending on what it is, like, mm. but, like, has, has this, like, ever happened before, like, when you were younger, Bren? No, and it only started happening more recently because, like, I'm not wearing a sweatshirt all day long because <laughs> it's hot outside. Um, like, I think that's the thing, too, is, like, at school, I don't. I wear baggy clothing and clothing that's comfy and clothing I can get paint on and stuff. Um, even though I, I can probably give you a list of classmates who I think have or are catcallers. Um, and a lot of, oh, people, yeah. mm -hmm. and a lot of people, and I've never hidden my identity from people at school because I know that to a point, I'm safe at school. You know, there are definitely situations at school where I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. But at school, I know that I have faculty members who I trust. I have peers who I trust. Um, and then, you know, our school isn't perfect, but it's small. So if anything happens and you scream, people know. Oh, yeah. It's just, it's, it's disheartening. It's like, it's just exhausting, to be honest. And you're like on the constant lookout, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember I texted Michelle right after it, like, right, like that night that it happened. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I was like, I didn't need this today. And she goes, you don't need it any day. Um, yeah, and you that don't shouldn't deserve happen it anymore. any day. Like nobody deserves to be catcalled. You should be able to wear whatever you want to wear and feel good about yourself, and not have to worry about being objectified or assaulted. Like it should be obvious, but it isn't because it happens. And I just I think that's the thing that a lot of people, and by a lot of people, I'm referring to men because I don't. I've never heard of a man being catcalled. 
um, and men are typically the cat callers, you know, just, I wish there was a way to convey this just utter feeling of fear that it instills in people. And even so, I don't know that we can do that because this installation of fear is something that they don't get because they're male. They have that extra power privilege barrier over us. And, you know, it's hard to portray the fact that you could easily lose your life. You could be injured very easily, like not easily, but very seriously. And, you know, you could be traumatized for the rest of your life. And that the fact that that is so attainable and so realistic. Yeah, you really can't explain that. Um, like the, the type of trauma that just sparks up after that situation like just happened is like surreal like mm, mm-hmm. like I can't even explain that it's it's horrible yeah it's, it's horrible it's it literally makes you want to vomit oh yeah yep mm-hmm. no I now I kind of like realized why my dad was so like particular about clothing um like, everyone in my family always, like, said my dad was, like, conservative. Like, he'd be like, don't wear that. Or, like, don't wear a spaghetti strap, like, tank top and stuff like that. And, like, I never, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, okay. And, like, now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, he doesn't want me to be catcalled. Um, doesn't want any sort of thing to happen. You know, just, it's like a just-in-case thing, you know? Yeah. Just in case you happen to run into someone who... You know, is like that. Um. Yeah, and that's has its own layers. Cause, like, you know, you it's it's sweet that your dad wants to be protective and all that, and I totally get that. And at the same time, it's it's sad that we live in a world where that's what we have to consider before we go outside. Yeah. And, like... You have to, like, go with that in order to, like, be safe and stuff like that. And, like, what you're wearing doesn't necessarily mean or affect how you're gonna... Or if you're gonna get catcalled. You know, there are plenty of people who get catcalled while being completely covered up. But that doesn't matter to them. As long as you're there. Mm-hmm. You know. Anything can happen. Yeah. It's, uh lot well while there are like people like that there's also other people who are there you know to look out for you Mm -hmm. um which is really nice there's this one time i was like in hawaii like in third grade i was one i was like wearing one of those like two-piece swimsuits not a bikini it's one of those just like two-piece oh tankinis yes (laughs) and Okay, I was, like, the most stubborn third grader ever. Like, I didn't want my mom to help me tie the string and all that stuff. And I was swimming in, like, the adult pool, like, the lazy river. Because I wanted to be cool, just like my older cousins. And, And the string came off. 
like my entire like top just like fell off oh no and yeah and I like obviously had no idea like I'm just like you know oblivious you know trying to like catch up with my cousins and there's this really sweet lady and she's like your top came off and I'm like huh I'm like, what? And she's like, let me just tie it for you real quick. And she gets out of her chair. And I'm in the water. She's, like, on, like, one of those chairs, like, just watching. And she, like, gets into the pool and, like, ties it for me. And I'm like, that is literally so sweet. I love that. I will always be that person in a store or a club or a bar or whatever who, if I notice somebody's being predatory i will go over to a complete stranger and be like hey thanks for waiting for me in the bathroom sorry i was late no hey let's go get another drink let's you know maybe we should go go outside go to the bathroom or something because and that's a i think a really good way to be to not confront the person and keep the person who is being objectified and is in danger safe yeah um because it seems natural, it seems regular, and once that per- the predatory person sees that you're not alone, it automatically makes it less intriguing because it's harder. Yep. It kind of de-escalates the whole situation. They're like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. gonna leave. Bye. Yeah. Good, because we want you to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's really sad, though, you know, how you can't, like, just call them right then and there no you can't just say that because you know no safety and all that stuff yeah and you can't like and like you can't even go to the bathroom without having somebody cover up your drink because that's that's one of the bad things about alcohol is it covers up the taste of like date rape drugs sometimes so you won't notice it until it's too late um and of course well when i say it's too late that sounds accusatory um but like i mean it in the way that it's it makes it too late and and hard to get to a safe place without you know attainably without and being able to do so without you know the person pursuing you um, and realistically being able to actually get away. Mm-hmm. So. A lot of this is, like, the physical aspect of it. Like, you have to get yourself, like, out of that situation physically. Mm-hmm. But, like, the mental trauma and, like, everything, like, emotionally, it hurts. Like, it just hits you like that. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything about that. Yeah, and I, I can promise you that I am not going to forget that guy and what he said for a long time and possibly the rest of my life because like I just can't stop thinking about the fact that I immediately was like oh thank god I was perceived as as a straight woman or as a cis woman like that is so sad that that's where I had to go and it says a lot about how society really treats trans people so 
because you don't know him you don't know like his stands on anything exactly um you don't know the stands like even from the people around you there like in the store and stuff like that Mm -hmm. exactly and that's you know a lot of the scary part is because you just don't know anything about these people and all you have to go on is something creepy they said to you and you know that doesn't mean that you should try and give them the benefit of the doubt but it means you don't know just how serious they are in their convictions to get what they want this also kind of reminds me of like going to the bathroom Mm-hmm. A lot of people are always like, oh my god, why do girls go to the bathroom together? Because it's safer. Exactly. Like, we don't do anything special in there, but mm-hmm. it's safer. Yeah, because that's, that's the whole thing, you know, is it means you aren't leaving your friend out on the dance floor all alone. Or in a bar all alone. Because that's, that's really the big thing, is it gives you still a group to be with. Because even if you're with your friend, and you go to get a drink at the bar, and your friend's at a table, guy sees an opening, guy will go for it. So. Yeah, it, you, you can't really, like, stop this. Like, it's not something you can just you know, put a stop to and close the situation, everything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. It's a systematic problem. Mm -hmm. And we need to stop teaching girls to cover up and start teaching boys stop raping people. Stop catcalling people. You, and, you know, I can just hear somebody going, oh, but I've never, I never, you know, it's just playful. I don't really mean it. It doesn't matter if you don't really mean it. It's a real it's scary to us it puts us in a situation where we have to think what do i do to stay alive it's not a fun joke it's not some cutesy flirty thing it poses a legitimate threat to our life and you just put us in this position of fear and it does not make it cute or attractive and It completely tarnishes your empathy and your ability to care about other human beings. And it doesn't make you look good. Like some people I think make they think it makes you look good. No, it makes you it makes you predatory. It makes you scary. It makes you dangerous. Because we don't know anything about you. And while you might go home and then cook dinner for your mom, we don't know that. We just see another face, another large individual, because men are typically larger than women. Another person who's using that almost gap to put this assumed power over us. We know nothing about you. We only know that you are a threat to us. And because we don't pose a threat to a lot of... And because we don't pose threats to you, it gives people this idea that... People... That we understand that they're joking. 
and we don't. Because it's not a joke to us. It's a matter of life and death or injury. And it's not funny. And that's something people really need to understand. It's not cute. It's not funny. It's not a joke. You hollering at us is scary. It's not something that you should just be able to laugh off. Because we don't laugh it off. We think about it. And it's traumatizing. And what you said before about, like, you know, intentions. Like, oh, it was just a joke. Or, like, I'm not serious about this. Like, it was, you know, just whatever. Like, no. Everyone, like, you would still get the same feeling regardless. And no one even cares whether that was intentional or not. Like, no one cares, bro. I've said this. We're not even thinking about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, your impact is far more important than your intention. Yeah. So if, even if you intend for it to be a joke, but you legitimately scare someone, it doesn't matter that your intention was for it to be a joke. You scared someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not okay, regardless of what you're doing. It doesn't make anyone feel better, even if they, like, know it's a joke or something. Like, there's this one time where I literally got slapped, like, in the butt by someone that I actually know. Gross. Yeah. I'm not friends with this person, like, whatsoever. Uh, they don't <laughs> deserve to be person. friends with you. I wouldn't be friends with people who do that, like, you know, but I know this person, he knows me, and he slapped me, like, literally in the butt, and, like, I've never really talked to him before, like, I just know of him, like, I know he exists. Oh, that's even worse. I know. And he thought it was funny, like, he was, like, laughing, and I was like, no. And someone else saw that, and they were like, that's not okay. Good on them, I agree. Like, I, I couldn't even say anything because I was, like, in, I was in shock that it happened. And literally someone else was like, that's not okay. Get away. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God for the other person. Yeah, I like them. <laughs> Me too. Kiss them. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I was like, well, what the heck? That's- like, we know each other, but we're not friends. Like, we've never really said anything to each other. Why? And I like, I hate that one too because it it not only completely disregards your boundaries and only views you as an object, it puts you in a place that he views you as a sex object, and he just assumes that he has the, he just takes whatever power he wants to make you quote unquote his, and that's horrible. Like why? Why do people do that? Why are people so desperate for that need of power that they think that they go out of their way to ruin people's days? 
that is that happened a long like not too long ago it happened a few years ago and i can still remember like exactly what happened like it it really sticks with you because like he physically actually like touched me Mm -hmm. and i i was just standing there like i wasn't even doing anything i was standing there like talking to someone else and that happened like what on earth yeah completely unwarranted too I know that I know for a sh- like for sure that it was you know a joke on his end, but that's not funny to me. Like no, I don't care that it's a joke. I know it's a joke, but it's not funny. Yeah, like, well, that's the thing. If it was a joke, it'd be funny. So it's not a joke. Yeah, it's not a joke. Like from his, I know he's not trying to you know make me feel that way, but like that doesn't change anything. I, st- you know, still yeah. feel comfortable and dis- disgusted. So. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change the fact that it did. Exactly. Like. It really doesn't change the impact of, like, what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has been a really light-hearted, happy episode. We, uh, we dished out some, some real knowledge. Yeah, I know. Um, if you have any final thoughts, uh, please let us know. I, I'm, I'm done, so. I'm trying to think of something light-hearted. <laughs> There's people like that woman in the pool. Good on you, yes. woman in the pool. Yes, I know. I, like, still remember that because that's a great, that is, like, mm-hmm. great act right there. Like, we love you. Yes, we remember those people because they mm-hmm. help protect us and they help keep us safe. And, you know, it's yeah. always good to strive to be one of those people. If you're a guy, you should especially strive to be one of those people. Yeah. I mean, in third grade, I never thought about it. I was like, okay, she's just, like, being nice and all that. And, like, after that, I was like, oh, she was trying to protect me. It was, it was probably was a combo of both. Yeah, it's a combo of both. I'm, like, super grateful for that. I bet she was, like, I something just about her. I've never seen her. I only know her from the story. But something about her just screams mom energy to me. Oh, yeah. She was definitely a mom. Like, her husband was sitting there, and she had a kid, too. Mm. Like, yelling, Mom, come here! Mom! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, very mom energy. And also, like, protectiveness, everything. Yeah. Very mom. Very mom type. Very mom, yes. We we love the moms. I know, we do. We love them. Because this has been just... uh, an important conversation and not a super lighthearted conversation. We're going to give you a, a really fun, fun fact. So for our fun fact of the day, Michelle, please take us away. All right. Our fun fact. Flamingos are born with grayish white feathers, but they eat an algae that has a chemical ca- called coronoids. And it makes them turn pink. So that's pretty cool. Yay, chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's like that's like cool. That's really that's actually really cool. <laughs> I know. What if we eat those? Yeah, will we turn pink? <laughs> turn our hair pink. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe they have like human experience uh, experiments with that. So who knows? Who knows? For the thoughts we got of today, we want to talk about. Some people in Kansas who showed up to a municipal meeting wearing Star of David patches similar to those um, worn by Jewish people in 
concentration camps and ghettos in Nazi Germany during World War II um, as a way to protest getting vaccinated. And that is horrible. Not getting vaccinated is killing people. It could kill you. It is your choice. The Holocaust was a movement that killed six million Jewish people. Six million in horrible, inhumane, immoral ways. Don't be those people. Do not compare that. That is not... You should not compare traumas at all. And that is not even a trauma. That is ignorance. That is privilege. And it is a horrible thing to do. Don't deny the Holocaust. Don't minimize it by doing stuff like that. It is your choice not to get vaccinated. And the repercussions that come to you come to you because you have chosen not to do that and because by not choosing or by choosing not to do that more people are dying you are not being actively oppressed and tortured and murdered by the government don't compare that to the holocaust that's a horrible thing to do just get vaccinated be safe be kind please get vaccinated Please wear your mask. Just, just please. Surround yourself with your friends and family. People you love. Yeah. And And remember, remember, the the tiny tiny space potato potato believes believes in you. Find us on Instagram at gen.dir.z. Please reach out if you have any inquiries. Today's episode was brought to you by Bren Bartal and Michelle Leong. Thank you for listening to Gender Z, and we hope you tune in next time.